Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, your host. As always, happy to be back in studio with a couple of guests. New guest and a seasoned guest, I guess is the best way to put it, sitting across from me, which we'll get to them here in just a moment. Uh, hope you are enjoying the series that we're running through right now on the Lord's Prayer and just really dissecting prayer in about as many ways as we possibly can, uh, which is good. And um, it's our it's our lifeline, it's our communication with our Heavenly Father. And um, we've been talking to a variety of different guests over the last few weeks um, on what prayer means to them and how it's been working in their life and the good and the bad. And we're not here to judge. We're all imperfect, but we all need a Savior. And that's kind of that's kind of the point of what we're doing around here. So thank you so much for your support of Elevate and everything that you've done over the last um, couple of weeks. Obviously, if you heard the message already, um, you heard Pastor Anthony, who I can officially now say is Pastor Anthony. He'll be uh, joining us, ooh, let's see, in August, if my math is correct here. You'll hear him a couple of times throughout the summer here. We'll try to have him as many episodes as we possibly can. So we're excited about that. And um, so, yeah, a lot of great stuff happening. Universities in full swing. Spring break is right around the corner. Um, and I'm happy to be here in studio. All right. So enough of me blabbering along before we go into our episode. Let's let's introduce our guests here. I'm going to let them do the honors themselves. Name, major, grade, whatever you want the people to know. Maybe fun fact. Can you juggle? I don't know. Something random. <laughs> whatever you feel like you want to do, I'm going to leave it up to you. And let's start with the uh, the gentleman right in front of me. Sir, go for it. Hello, everyone. My name is Andres Canizales. I am a senior theology major here at Southwestern Adventist University. I haven't been in the podcast in an about five, six months. It's um, been a good minute. Yes, I kind of feel hurt that Kevin hadn't invited me again. Wow. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it's good to be back. It's Yikes. good to it's good to be here in the podcast again, having a little fun discussion with, with good people around me. Good people. That's true. Alrighty. Well, glad you're back. Let's make sure it's not the last time. We'll work on it. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. All right. To the wonderful lady to my right. Hello, everyone. My name is Sandra Morales, and I am a sophomore digital marketing major. Um, Fun fact, I am actually not from Texas. I am originally from California, born and raised. So, yeah. There's a lot of you moving here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Californians coming to Texas. That's good. Texas is great. (laughs) Uh, A year? Did you say what year you're in? Sophomore. Yeah. Sophomore. Mm -hmm. All right. Pretty cool. I have a theology major, a couple of well, com major, digital marketing major. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of everything in here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So um, we ask all of our guests a question for every episode. Um, and uh, it's going to be good because I don't think either one of you, have, well, first time, never answered this before. <laughs> uh, this has been a while since you've been here. So hope maybe your answer has changed. Uh, so here's the question. I'll start with whoever wants to take it. Take your time. But. We get we ask this question to maybe get to know our guests just a little bit better. So here we go. Question is, what makes you who you are? We're starting off with that. Yeah, <laughs> we're going right to That's it. That's how we do it. It's a great question. That's how we start things off here uh, usually, every episode. All right, go for it. Uh, usually, my answer has always been like um, my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, I answered my struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, We've all been there. But I think uh, I think this time. Uh, it has changed a little bit okay. because I have just been thrown into different situations this whole semester. Um, this whole, I was in charge of planning week of prayer for school. Um, and snowstorm came in and plans yeah. had to change. And yeah. so I think right now 
who makes me who I am is the flexibility that I have Ooh. to adapt to situations. Mm. Um, I haven't been uh, this whole semester. I have had to deal with different situations come up in, in my life. Yep. Uh, thrown into different positions. Yep. And I've had to have been flexible into adapting to those different positions, those different roles to feel that what, what was needed of me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes me who I am right now. It's, it's just being able to be flexible with my time, with my abilities, with my, with my knowledge, with my, with especially um, time, because that's the most important part. Oh, I like that. Adaptability. That's a, uh, I think that's a gift. I don't think many people have to be able to be the gift to be able to spontaneously fix things and change plans and just kind of go with whatever happens. I like that. Are you ready, Miss Sandra? I am. All right. Okay. What makes you who you are? For me, I would say it would be my struggles. I, okay. as much as I'd like to erase like certain parts in my life, sure. Um, I'm glad I went through certain things mm. because they did shape me who I am, and I was able to rely on God during those times when I felt like I was like at the end of it. You know. Ooh, I like it. I was talking to somebody recently, and. Um, why was I having this conversation? It's like two days ago. Somebody, uh, we were talking about God trying to be there in the times of like struggle, mm, and trauma, like, trauma, <laughs> and like loneliness. Yeah. And um, this person was telling me just how like in these moments he was so like present when maybe I felt by myself mm -hmm. he was there. So hearing that from somebody now hearing it from you is, mm -hmm. is kind of cool. God's always mm -hmm. there in those moments. Yeah. And for me, that's where I found God. That's where Ooh, I, okay. that's Ooh. where my relationship with him started. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I didn't grow up Adventist. Okay. I actually didn't know what Ad Adventism was <laughs> until like okay. coming here. So um, I did grow up like in a Catholic church first and then non-denominational. We just jumped from church to church. So I like knew who God was and who mm -hmm. Jesus was. And like, I was like, okay, he's like this big guy in the sky, but like, <laughs> what, how does he really impact my life? You know? Uh -huh. So, but, um, yeah, it was during those times where I was like just going through and I felt like I couldn't even go to my family or my friends to it where I was like, who do I turn to? You know? Mm -hmm. And he, that's where I found him. Love that. When we hit rock bottom, there's only one way to look at exactly. it. Yes. Only way to go. Up. And, um, and I think that's great. I mean, just finding God in the worst situations. It's, mm. it's I think we've all been there. Uh, mm -hmm. We would think we, we hit rock bottom and the only person we can trust at the end is God. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know I've been there myself and it's, it wasn't an easy part of my life, yeah. but uh, I know I, I believe in trust in the plans of God that they always work for the better. Mm -hmm. mm. And sometimes, as much as we hate it, he has to grind that out of us. Mm -hmm. Like, he has to put us in that spot. And that sounds really cruel. It sounds very, like, dictatorship. But he just has to allow for certain things to happen so we can see how he's working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Something my roommate always says is, trauma builds character. <laughs> Love it. Shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> you can, hey, you can name drop if you want right now. Um, <laughs> shout out to you, roommate. <laughs> It's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. Uh, I think we're, I think we can all say that we're better off for the things that we've gone through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as much as it may have sucked at the time and at the moment, I uh, think we can look back and, and, and easily say that either God was there, he was working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
okay, this is kind of good. This kind of segues into my first thing I kind of want to talk about. Um, we've all had different upbringings and different um, growings up in the church, I guess is kind of the best way I can put it. And I'm sure that prayer has been a topic or of a conversation at some point in our life or childhood. And we have all had our different views. And I'm just kind of curious, from a kid and maybe what you were taught to right now, how has prayer kind of changed in your mind? Has has it been a little different than what your parents taught mm-hmm. you prayer was? Has it been kind of sort of the same? Um, has it just been different between you and God? What has prayer looked like since you were a kid to right now? Well, I have my answer. I don't know. Go for it. Okay. So prayer has definitely changed from when I was little. When I was little, you just kind of had to like, I don't know. There was like certain like rules and like restrictions and like regulations of what you couldn't, couldn't say. And so I just kind of avoided it. But then now growing up, like I understand it's more like, I like to think of it more as communicating with God, just like mm-hmm. as another person, like me and you here, just sitting here communicating. That's how I view it now. But before it was just kind of like, I don't know, I was just kind of scared to be like genuine or vulnerable or say anything that I was actually feeling. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like superficial stuff that I was, that's why I saw it as like meaningless before. Cause I was like, I'm not being real. I'm not saying what I actually feel. So what's the point? If you don't mind me asking, where did it flip? Like, where did it flip to where now, and you don't have to go into a ton of yeah. details if you don't want to, but like, was there a moment when it flipped for you? Um, It was kind of going back to what I was saying earlier with like, like struggles and the trauma that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. I feel like it got to a point where like, I, I just started talking to God like as a normal person because I was like, if he's real, then he knows how I'm feeling. So I was just like, you know what? You know how I'm feeling. I'm not going to hold anything back. Like, this is how I feel. And I feel like that's when it just started becoming more into relationship and less mm-hmm. whatever it was I had before. Sure. I'm in a similar situation. I grew up in church. Um, and my parents always told me prayer is the communication with God. Mm-hmm. But I always went to church and saw people pray. And all they, during their prayers, they used these big words, yeah. this elegant fancy show of prayer mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know i don't even know what that word means <laughs> like you're using that word but yeah. i'm like what does that mean yeah. so it it turned me away from prayer i was like i don't want to pray because i don't know these words i can't i can't pray like they do mm-hmm. so i started comparing my prayers to theirs and i was like my prayer is childish compared to theirs mm. and it came to a point in my life that i wouldn't pray um and now i understand that prayer is literally a communication with a mm. friend um, I literally talk to God the way I talk to Calvin, the way I talk to Sandra, the way I talk to people. Yeah. Um, because it's no different. Because all he wants is for me to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's times where I'm angry at God and I let him know, God, I'm mad at you for what you did. Um, you'd made you had this happen to me, and I'm mad at this um situation. And and sometimes I just cry with God. I just mm, yeah. cry in my car while I'm driving. Probably not the best. At Best place to cry while driving, but but pull I, over next time and do that. <laughs> anyway, I cry on my way home and sure. just praying to God, um, because it, he's a friend that's always going to be there. Yeah, I think for some reason we've put um, we've put God in like a box, mm-hmm. and I've learned that like there's nothing that man can do to ever put God in a corner. You know, mm-hmm. he's always got a plan out. You know, there's there's nothing that we can do to ever stick him in a spot where he's got nowhere to go. And I say that because maybe 
as we were kids, we just had this like one idea of God. And like now when you go through the Bible and you see the many different characteristics of him, mm. you can talk to him however you feel like you want to talk to him. Like you just mentioned a friend. Some people talk to him as a father. Some people talk to him as a comforter. Some people talk to him as, you know, whatever, a role. I mean, there's just so many ways to do that. And it's always interesting to hear how people maybe have grown up with prayer mm -hmm. and how they've gotten to where their prayer life is now, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I can relate a little bit with you on this because um, my, my grandfather is like the one guy that I've always said, oh man, if I could pray like my grandpa. A guy makes up a vocabulary that I don't even know exists. <laughs> like he just for some, he gets words deposited from heaven into his brain, <laughs> and he just says them right. Like man, I always wanted to do that, but then I realized, wait, but if I'm doing my grandpa's doing, then it's not my like, yep. like it's mm. not my thing, you know. And that's why I think prayer is so amazing because it's so unique to like you mm -hmm. and your relationship with God, and so unique to like you and your relationship with God. Um. So yeah, that's really cool. Go for it. I haven't encountered many people that are afraid to pray because they say, oh, it's not going to be good. Mm. I'm like, mm. it doesn't matter if, it's, if you're not pleasing me. You're, you're talking to God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like, I'm not going to judge you the, because you pray mm. like you're talking to me because it, you're talking to God. You're talking mm -hmm. to a friend that's always mm -hmm. going to be there. You're talking to a father. So you just talk normally to God. Mm -hmm. We don't have to build this this repertoire of words that, that we have to use with God. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I knew, because I can relate to that. I That's kind of when I knew that my idea of prayer was like distorted. Like it it was just bad because I was caring more about what people would think about me. Like if I was using those fancy words uh -huh. they were using or like, like I cared more about what they thought. And then that's when I realized I was like, what am I doing? If I'm doing this for them, like what is the point, mm -hmm. you know? Interesting. So as they've, as our speakers have been jumping through the Lord's Prayer, um, we got to this past you know, weekend and Saturday where Anthony talked about bread, right? Mm. Jesus says, give us our daily bread. And mm -hmm. We've taken that to mean a bunch of different things. And I think that all applies, you know, our daily needs, you know, whatever. Anyway, we ask God for those things. Um, how do I, how does Kelvin want to raise this question? <laughs> how has our maybe society and like the world that we live in um, of like the things that we need in our life changed how we trust in God, if that makes any sense. So like, for example, um, I don't need to go buy groceries this week because I'm just going to pray to God and they're going to pop up in my front door. <laughs> that's an extreme, that's an extreme <laughs> example, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, where do you, where do, where does the, where do you draw the line? We're like, okay, I'm going to ask God for this, but I also have to do my part. But like, where does God fit into that? Is does that make any sense? Mm. Yes. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> okay, make sense of it then. <laughs> of my question, if it's if it's a mess, um, you know what I'm trying to say? I do. No, uh, <laughs> I thought I knew, and then you lost I'm me. Like, okay, where did you think I was going? Because then maybe we can help each other out. I thought I thought we were talking about how how we change our prayer to match God, or our wants, and not our what God wants for us. Okay. Okay, let's go down that road. Go for it. <laughs> no, because I, I was thinking when, when you were when you were saying the question, I was like, um, many times we, we try to we, we 
we pray to God that we want this stuff, we need this stuff, huh? and in reality, we don't really need it. Okay. Um, because God's always going to give us what we actually need in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and many times we're like, oh, I want this. I want a new car. I need a new car. And we try to place our will on God. Above and, his. Yes. And, yeah. and that's how we measure God's trust. If, if he answers our prayers based on what we ask from God, we we put our trust in him because he gives us what we want. And we're basically in it for ourselves and not in it for our relationship with God. Interesting. Our will tends to go above his when it comes to our prayer. Yes. I wonder if that has to do with sometimes our routine. We get stuck in a we get stuck in a routine when it comes to our prayers. They all kind of sound the same. <laughs> and that's something that I've been working yeah. on recently because I'm like, wait, didn't I just say the same stuff like four hours ago? Yeah. Three hours ago, like when I had my conversation with God. And that's an interesting point. I like that. Trying to figure out how to rephrase my question. I like know what you're trying to say. And there's this quote that I read by Ellen White earlier, and I'm trying to find it. Once I find it, I'll let you know. We got time. What up? <laughs> I just think that sometimes, maybe this will help explain my question. Sometimes we rely on the fact that we have a God so much that we don't do our part. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we will pray, okay, God, you've got this under control, but we're chilling on our couch doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I think a, a lot of that has to do with the society and the world that we live in. Like everything is fast and everything is like quick and everything is like, you can get it on demand and everything is so readily available that when God begins to not do what we want to do, we get upset at him. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That doesn't help answer my question. I think maybe I just answered my own question. Uh, I, no, no, I, I, think I, I think I get to where, where you're going. Because uh, it, hap- it has happened to me sometimes that I I don't study for a test. Sure. We've all been there. Um, I don't study for a test and I go, God, I give me, I want, help me pass this test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When in reality, I didn't study at all. Yeah. And I expect God to do everything for me. Right. It doesn't and, work that and, way. And it doesn't work. Prayer doesn't work that way. Because, mm-hmm. yes, God is going to give us what we need, mm-hmm. but we also have to put our part with it. Because mm. it's not only God that has has to put in the work, um, because we're in this this relationship. When, when we're thinking of a relationship, we we, we always have to give 100% of us, and, the, and they're also going to give 100% of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people say it's 50-50. I don't agree with that. I think it's 100-100 yeah. for our relationship to work. And, and it's the same with our relationship with God. We have to put in 100% of our parts because mm. God, we know he's putting in his 100%. Mm-hmm. And when we don't put our 100% into our relationship with God, even when we ask him, God, help me pass this test, even though I did not study a single bit, we're going to get what we're going to get because there's only so much God can do. God can help you remember what you study, but if you didn't study anything, then Ooh. why is he gonna make help you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mentioned. Did you find the quote? I did. I'm not sure if it's by Ellen White, but okay. it said something about it. how work as though everything depend depended on you, but pray as though everything depended on God. Something like that. But Ooh. um, I feel like that's what you're trying to get at. Yeah, yeah but. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Um, I, I like that quote. Yeah. When it comes to routines, 
Um, how have you found is a great way to get out of maybe that prayer routine that we get stuck into? What has maybe worked for you? That way you're not saying the same thing every single day, every time you turn to God in prayer. Has there been something that's worked for you? Well, I feel like just being general, genuine and vulnerable about your feelings, because I feel like we go through different things every day. There's a different struggle. There's something different happening that you can talk to God, God about. Like, yeah, you could talk about like health and protection and that's just general stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say today, how we were talking about like exams, for example, like if I failed an exam, like I can talk to him about that, like yep. how I'm feeling or if like someone said something to me that upset me or even if, you know, just like little things that happen throughout your day, like you can talk to him about that. Mm-hmm. No. And that's mm-hmm. the great thing about it. Yep. I, I agree. It, it's, it's just, Having a conversation with God, like mm-hmm. if I was talking to you, Kelvin, I was talking about everything about my day. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just tell that to God. Yeah, He wants to know. He knows what happened, mm-hmm. but he wants you to tell him. He wants you to tell him, oh, God, this happened to me today. Mm. Oh, I saw how you did this for me today. Mm. That's He wants you to, to recognize that he did it. It's not because he's, he's egocentrical, but yeah. it's because he wants you to recognize, oh, this is where God helped me this today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very important when we recognize that. It's very important that we recognize, oh, God, I didn't see you today. Um, I didn't see you any, any anywhere today. Um, and it's just having a conversation with God. We, we get into this habit of, oh, pray for breakfast, pray for lunch, pray for dinner, pray when we wake up, pray before we go to bed. And many times that's the only time we pray. And we forget that the Bible tells us pray without ceasing. Um, and... Pray without ceasing doesn't mean that you constantly pray every single at all times that like you spend 24 hours in prayer, but it means that any little thing that comes out in your day, like you see the sun come out, you're like, oh God, I saw the beautiful sun you created. Yeah. Or like, God, this happened to me. And it's those times that, that we can get out of those routines that we sometimes get into. Like, mm-hmm. I have to pray. I have to pray for breakfast yeah. before I eat. I have to pray before going to bed. I have to pray before after waking up. It turns more into a. <laughs> it turns more into like a text message feed with your friend than like a protected like. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! If I'm not home with my hands on my knees mm-hmm. and yeah. looking up to heaven, then I can't pray. You know. Yeah, it becomes like a checklist. Like, oh, I need to just cross it off just so to say I did it. Yeah. In a way. What would you, as we get close to wrapping up? What would you kind of, I've been asking everybody over the last couple of weeks, because I think everybody has a different approach that has worked with them when it comes to prayer. And if there's someone listening that is um, struggling with maybe getting out of that routine or maybe not knowing exactly where to start because a big all-knowing God can be kind of a scary thing for Mm -hmm. someone that hasn't gotten this prayer life thing down pat. What advice maybe has worked for you? How would you kind of guide someone along their path on finding a healthy prayer life? I feel like that just kind of goes back to the whole, it's a relationship with God and not just kind of, uh, like that goes over like relationship over religion. Because I feel like when you're ha- when you're starting a relationship with anyone, it's going to be awkward in the beginning. You're going to be uncomfortable, you know. You might not know what to say. And I feel like that someone who's like starting a prayer life, someone who's starting a relationship with God, it's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. They might feel uncomfortable. They're not going to know what to say. And I feel like those feelings, you can like, I feel like he, he knows that you're feeling those. But for you to express them, I feel like that can kind of help you get to the 
like next level, next stage. Hmm. I don't know. I like that. Yeah, I feel like starting small. Starting small, yeah. Ooh. Um, what do you mean? It's going to take time to build prayer mm-hmm. life. Yeah. It's going to take time to build that relationship, like Sandra was saying, because a relationship is not born from the morning to, uh, from the night to the day. Um, it, t- it takes a little building. So it starts small. Um, a couple words here. God, help me. Mm-hmm. God, be with me. And I think as we as we continue with that little by little increments of longer and longer and longer, we're going to get to a point in our life that we have this full conversation with God and we're not even recognizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to start small. We have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, just recognizing, God, I can't do this alone. I need you. And that should be enough. That's a prayer. Mm-hmm. That's a prayer itself. Because we're recognizing that we're not enough. And that he is enough for us. Love it. Love it. I love what you said, Sandra, because um, in that, your, your comments kind of really go well together because in your comment about a relationship starting out, it, it's kind of a day-by-day type of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even if you click with someone immediately, it's still like a day-by-day thing, <laughs> you know? You don't just become best friends overnight and then you're just like, you know... There's time that goes into that, and you begin to know each other. Um, in the radio world, we say, uh, got to be 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. And so many of us try to maybe jump at like 40 or 50% better mm-hmm. every day, and it's just way too much. Mm-hmm. But 1% every day starts to accumulate mm-hmm. over time, you know? And I feel like that's maybe how our prayer life should be. Let's just try to be 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can open up, oof, God can open up the doors of heaven for us. When we, when we have that communication with him, mm-hmm. you know, any final comments, final thoughts, as the music segues us into some place. <laughs> we'll this is kind of a, off topic, but have yeah. y'all ever prayed and then someone walked in on you? Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Like you've ever been alone in your room praying and then, I don't know, your siblings walk in and are like, hey, you want it? <laughs> No, I have a funny story with prayer. I, right. I, I was praying in my in my dorm the uh, the uh, two years ago when I used to live here on campus. Uh, I was praying and and they were doing room check, <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally just mad at God that day for some reason. I don't even remember why I was mad. Um, and I was I think I was even screaming at God. <laughs> and, oh boy! <laughs> they open the door. <laughs> they just stare at me. <laughs> And then they stare at me for like a second. He's like on just, the floor screaming. And then they just close the door. I was like. I'm. I feel like they could have room checked you just by listening to you from the outside. <laughs> yeah. But kudos for them doing your job or doing their job. That's interesting. That's a great way to end the episode. I like it. Shane, actually make this the front the front part of the episode if you want. We'll figure we'll figure that part out. Um, but thanks, guys, for being here. Awesome. Thank good. you for having us. Absolutely. I'm sure it will not be the last time. Um, you guys were great. Fantastic guests. I'm, I'm sure that someone, wherever they're listening to this episode, uh, will be blessed by some of the words that you guys had to say. And I think when it comes to conversations like these, um, things that have worked for us and our personal like testimonies mm-hmm. um, are the biggest way to tell people that our God is real and that mm-hmm. he loves them and that he wants them big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Thank you guys again so much. This was a lot of fun. Uh, for everybody listening, wherever you are, quite literally around the world, thanks so much for being here and uh, for sharing this episode with your family and friends. I got to check, but I think we're like almost touching 20,000 downloads. I'm trying to figure out if that's right. Somebody please correct me on that because I think that might be wrong, but we're close. I know we're close. So um, thank you so much for all the work that you have done alongside God to get these episodes out to those who need it. So we'll see you guys next week. I don't know if we're starting a new series. We may be. I think we're finishing up our our prayer series. Anyway, <laughs> point is, we'll be back with an episode next, next week. Uh, thanks, you guys, so much for being here. And uh, like we always say, as we laugh out the end of this episode, there's always room for one more.